Chapter 27 of Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jen Raimundo. Concise Commentary on the Book of Matthew by Matthew Henry. Chapter 27. Chapter Outline. Christ Delivered to Pilate. The Despair of Judas. Verses 1-10. through 10. Christ Before Pilate. Verses 11 through 25. Barabbas loosed, Christ mocked. Verses 26 through 30. Christ led to be crucified. Verses 31 through 34. He is crucified. Verses 35 through 44. The death of Christ. Verses 45 through 50. Events at the crucifixion. Verses 51 through 56. The burial of Christ. Verses 57 through 61. The sepulchre secured. Verses 62 through 66. Verses 1 through 10. Wicked men see little of the consequences of their crimes when they commit them, but they must answer for them all. In the fullest manner, Judas acknowledged to the chief priests that he had sinned and betrayed an innocent person. This was full testimony to the character of Christ. But the rulers were hardened. Casting down the money, Judas departed and went and hanged himself, not being able to bear the terror of divine wrath and the anguish of despair. There is little doubt but that the death of Judas was before that of our blessed Lord. But was it nothing to them that they had thirsted after this blood, and hired Judas to betray it, and had condemned it to be shed unjustly? Thus do fools make a mock at sin. Thus many make light of Christ crucified. And it is a common instance of the deceitfulness of our hearts to make light of our own sin by dwelling upon other people's sins. But the judgment of God is according to truth. Many apply this passage of the buying the piece of ground with the money Judas brought back to signify the favor intended by the blood of Christ to strangers and sinners of the Gentiles. It fulfilled a prophecy, Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12. Judas went far toward repentance, yet it was not to salvation. He confessed, but not to God. He did not go to him and say, I have sinned, Father, against heaven. Let none be satisfied with such partial convictions as a man may have, and yet remain full of pride, enmity, and rebellion. Verses 11-25 Having no malice against Jesus, Pilate urged him to clear himself and labor to get him discharged. The message from his wife was a warning. God has many ways of giving checks to sinners in their sinful pursuits, and it is a great mercy to have such checks from providence, from faithful friends, and from our own consciences. Oh, do not this abominable thing which the Lord hates, is what we may hear said to us, when we are entering into temptation, if we will but regard it. Being overruled by the priests, the people made choice of Barabbas. Multitudes who choose the world rather than God for their ruler and portion, thus choose their own delusions. The Jews were so bent upon the death of Christ that Pilate thought it would be dangerous to refuse. And this struggle shows the power of conscience even on the worst men, Yet all was so ordered to make it evident that Christ suffered for no fault of his own, but for the sins of his people. How vain for Pilate to expect to free himself from the guilt of the innocent blood of a righteous person whom he was by his office bound to protect. The Jews' curse upon themselves has been awfully answered in the sufferings of their nation. None could bear the sin of others except him that had no sin of his own to answer for. And are we not all concerned? Is not Barabbas preferred to Jesus when sinners reject salvation that they may retain their darling sins, which rob God of his glory and murder their souls? 
the blood of christ is now upon us for good through mercy by the jews rejection of it oh let us flee to it for refuge verses 26 through 30. crucifixion was a death used only among the romans it was very terrible and miserable a cross was laid on the ground to which the hands and feet were nailed it was then lifted up and fixed upright so that the weight of the body hung on the nails till the sufferer died in agony christ thus answered the type of the brazen serpent raised on a pole christ underwent all the misery and shame here related that he might purchase for us everlasting life and joy and glory verses thirty one to thirty four Christ was led as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sacrifice to the altar. Even the mercies of the wicked are really cruel. Taking the cross from him, they compelled one Simon to bear it. Make us ready, O Lord, to bear the cross thou hast appointed us, and daily to take it up with cheerfulness following thee. Was ever sorrow like unto his sorrow? And when we behold what manner of death he died, let us in that behold with what manner of love he loved us as if death, so painful a death, were not enough, they added to its bitterness and terror in several ways. Verses 35-44 through It was usual to put shame upon malefactors by writing to notify the crime for which they suffered. So they set up one over Christ's head. This they designed for his reproach, but God so overruled it that even his accusation was to his honor. There were crucified with him at the same time two robbers, he was at his death numbered among the transgressors, that we, at our death, might be numbered among the saints. The taunts and jeers he received are here recorded. The enemies of Christ labor to make others believe that of religion and of the people of God, which they themselves know to be false. The chief priests and scribes and the elders upbraid Jesus with being the king of Israel. Many people could like the king of Israel well enough if he would but come down from the cross if they could but have his kingdom without the tribulation through which they must enter into it. But if no cross, then no Christ, no crown. Those that would reign with him must be willing to suffer with him. Thus our Lord Jesus, having undertaken to satisfy the justice of God, did it by submitting to the punishment of the worst of men. And in every minute particular recorded about the sufferings of Christ, we find some prediction in the prophets or the Psalms fulfilled. Verses 45 through 50. During the three hours which the darkness continued, Jesus was in agony, wrestling with the powers of darkness and suffering his father's displeasure against the sin of man, for which he was now making his soul an offering. Never were there three such hours since the day God created man upon the earth, never such a dark and awful scene. It was the turning point of that great affair, man's redemption and salvation. Jesus uttered a complaint from Psalm 22, verse 1. Hereby he teaches of what use the word of God is to direct us in prayer, and recommends the use of scripture expressions in prayer. The believer may have tasted some drops of bitterness, but he can only form a very feeble idea of the greatness of Christ's sufferings. Yet hence he learns something of the Savior's love to sinners. Hence he gets deeper conviction of the vileness and evil of sin, and of what he owes to Christ, who delivers him from the wrath to come. His enemies wickedly ridiculed his complaint. Many of the reproaches cast upon the word of God and the people of God arise, as here, from gross mistakes. Christ, just before he expired, spake in his full strength to show that his life was not forced from him, 
but was freely delivered into his father's hands. He had strength to bid defiance to the powers of death, and to show that by the eternal spirit he offered himself, being the priest as well as the sacrifice, he cried with a loud voice. Then he yielded up the ghost. The Son of God upon the cross did die by the violence of the pain he was put to. His soul was separated from his body, and so his body was left really and truly dead. It was certain that Christ did die, for it was needful that he should die. He had undertaken to make himself an offering for sin, and he did it when he willingly gave up his life. Verses 51 through 56. The rending of the veil signified that Christ, by his death, opened a way to God. We have an open way through Christ to the throne of grace, or mercy seat now, and to the throne of glory hereafter. When we duly consider Christ's death, our hard and rocky hearts should be rent, the heart and not the garments. That heart is harder than a rock that will not yield, that will not melt, where Jesus Christ is plainly set forth crucified. The graves were opened, and many bodies of saints which slept arose. To whom they appeared, in what manner, and how they disappeared, we are not told, and we must not desire to be wise above what is written. The dreadful appearances of God and his providence sometimes work strangely for the conviction and awakening of sinners. This was expressed in the terror that fell upon the centurion and the Roman soldiers. We may reflect with comfort on the abundant testimonies given to the character of Jesus, and seeking to give no just cause of offense, we may leave it to the Lord to clear our characters, if we live to him. Let us, with an eye of faith, behold Christ and him crucified, and be affected with that great love wherewith he loved us. But his friends could give no more than a look. They beheld him, but could not help him. Never were the horrid nature and effects of sin so tremendously displayed as on that day when the beloved Son of the Father hung upon the cross, suffering for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Let us yield ourselves willingly to his service. Verses 57-61 through In the burial of Christ was nothing of pomp or solemnity. As Christ had not a house of his own wherein to lay his head while he lived, so he had not a grave of his own wherein to lay his body when he was dead. Our Lord Jesus, who had no sin of his own, had no grave of his own. The Jews designed that he should have made his grave with the wicked, should have been buried with the thieves with whom he was crucified. But God overruled it, so that he should make it with the rich in his death. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 9. And although to the eye of man the beholding a funeral may cause terror, yet if we remember how Christ by his burial has changed the nature of the grave to believers, it should make us rejoice. And we are ever to imitate Christ's burial in being continually occupied in the spiritual burial of our sins. Verses 62 through 66. On the Jewish Sabbath, the chief priests and Pharisees, when they should have been at their devotions, were dealing with Pilate about securing the sepulchre. This was permitted that there might be certain proof of our Lord's resurrection. Pilate told them that they might secure the sepulchre as carefully as they could. They sealed the stone and set a guard, and were satisfied that all needful care was taken. But to guard the sepulchre against the poor, weak disciples was folly, because needless— well, to think to guard it against the power of God was folly, because fruitless, and to no purpose. Yet they thought they dealt wisely. But the Lord took the wise in their own craftiness. Thus shall all the rage and the plans of Christ's enemies be made to promote his glory. 
End of chapter 27. Recording by Jen Raimundo.